Uneducated and Broke is a weekly entertainment podcast where we mix hip-hop, headlines, and all things ATL into the success of Black millennials in the Black culture. Yes, what's up, y'all? We have been this thing, Black Educated and Broke. And like, before we started this, we just had this really good conversation and I'm feeling very upbeat. So uh, let's just talk about that first. So something happened on Twitter and Ron was talking about how Q got him in this mess. People were retweeting Ron and they was attacking Ron about women. What happened? <laughs> so, so I was on Twitter one day and all I did was repost this young lady who had an opinion saying that she didn't feel like, you know, young black women are getting the attention with things that are going on with them in terms of police. So then all I did was retweet it. I didn't say nothing. I just retweeted. It was a different perspective. So I put it out there like I normally do. Like a lion. He didn't and normally, <laughs> in normal Q fashion, Q comes right. in and just sets the whole thing off. About 300 tweets later, oh, it finally stopped. It was a lot. Okay, so hold on. So she tweeted saying that she felt like black women wasn't getting the attention they need because of what? Because of what's going on in the media. So basically, uh, because like whatever, whenever somebody gets killed, like say, just okay, here, case in point right now, we got Amar Aubrey that died in February. Then after him was Breonna Taylor. But after her was George Floyd. So I've gotten swept up under those names. So what the young ladies were saying was that black women or women in general don't get enough uh, camera time when something like that happens versus when a man happens. Oh, and so what was your response to that? It clearly had everybody up in arms. You know, I'm I'm very misunderstood. Oh, I'm no, a, no. Q likes to play devil's advocate <laughs> and tries to. Like, I'm gonna see if I can pull it up right quick. Maya is correct. I he do likes play to. devil's. I do play devil's advocate. Matter of fact, I think I just lost a friend of ten years because of. Uh, she she told me on Twitter, I'm done with this and I'm done with you. So I think that means she's not fucking with me no more. Oh man. It's all good, man. I did. I really didn't understand it. But back to what we're talking about. Yes. All I brought up was, um, and I know both of us are looking for it. I wasn't expecting this, so this is fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said something along the lines of, they do get the, the media coverage, but uh, I think maybe I said, like, we don't talk about it enough. Like, retweet it or something like that. Uh, let me go to mine. No, his beginning shit was some shit like, stop the dividing and some other shit. And it said that. It set everybody off. It was my timeline. I think <laughs> I was the one to say it was people, fantastic. People do. They, when, okay. And this is kind of what I fell out with her about as far as men not backing women. And I can only speak for myself and the men I'm around. So, yeah, I know that men degrade women, do all that. But I know none of my partners do that. I've never witnessed a man degrade another woman in front of me. That makes sense to you. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is right here. All right, hey, uh, hey, um, can you put that in the group, uh, please? Because I want to go read the conversation. The quote was Stop with the division, generalized BS. This isn't true. I just, it just doesn't happen as often. We in this together. That's what he said. Okay, that's okay. Now that I 
my words verbatim. Come on, receipts. And from there, it was go time. And for like two or three days, it was going. No, like a week straight. No, Every it wasn't time that I checked long. my mentor, I was like, are we still talking about this? Yeah, they was mad. So they're upset because they felt like you was not giving enough credit. You were just pretty much just saying like, you, cause you acknowledge that it happened, but you know, it's just—it's not as much though. So you wasn't taken away, but they took it as like you're like trying to like it ain't about y'all. Get over. Like I, guess I said, took it. like I started out, I misunderstood because I wasn't discrediting women getting killed or the same thing happening to them and and men. What my point was is yes, it does happen, but it does not happen as often. So you're gonna see more of uh, men because it's happening more frequently with them attacking us. Now, as far as women, um, I believe they get uh, they get light, but they don't get enough. I agree with that. I didn't agree with that point. But just like some men get swept under that we never hear about or know about, I think women under that, but we do still hear about them. But it's kind of like the argument where white people be like, uh, "What about black on black?" Or uh, not, not that. But police killing more white people than they kill black people. Look, they kill seven hundred of us. They only kill three. It's more. So the frequency is gonna be different. Well, what I would say, if I can, if I would add to that, because um, you know, I don't really know. I'm not gonna speak on statistically because I don't know statistically what is actually factual. But I do yeah. feel like um, when it comes to video, it, 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 we see the videos has been men. Mostly, I don't think I've seen it besides Sandra Bland. I hadn't seen a lot of the women we seeing that on video of something happening. So I think we have to also remember that too. Which is at the end of the day, if somebody can see it, it's going to get a lot more news coverage than somebody hearing it. And that's, that's just what, what it is. So um, I do feel like black women, if you do feel like you're not getting the support, if you're feeling like that, I feel like you need to, my opinion, you need to refocus on what's important. Like it ain't about you feeling support. What about these families that's lost their loved ones? I think they need their support, support a lot more than you feeling isolated. So again, we got to stop making this about you individually and think about the bigger picture. So I wasn't offended, Q, and I get what you meant. But it on was, that- it was, Can I piggyback? It was a okay. lot, lot of pain that week because on the process of what we're dealing with as a people and, and as for black men and, and just, just the hurt. I mean, literally what we saw with George Floyd and then what came after that, but also in that week of, of the, the women responding and the conversation on Ron's Twitter was the young lady in Florida that um, I believe you say her name is So literally in that situation, uh, of course the accused uh, is a African-American man that was taken into custody and she had said that she had been sexually assaulted by an African-American man. And literally from, from that point on, there there uh, was a comment and I, I I had no problem with this with, with Q but because I, I get it I get that the perspective it was just like literally last week you was protesting with black men and we were protesting for justice for Breonna Taylor as well as George Floyd and so many other names but then soon as this young lady uh, in her situation which is very unfortunate and we want justice for her too it was black men ain't shit Y'all know I don't cut, and that was that was Q's point. That and I've told so point. many women, I do understand there are a lot of men out here who are not supportive, and then you got men like myself. I can speak for Q. I mean, it, it, it's a struggle. 
because we're trying to maintain all of this and maintain our our mental state and whatever you trying whatever we're trying to just get through and, and fight for just but at the at the end of the day to continue that conversation and divide i've told so many women i said listen don't change the narrative just keep speaking on what needs to be heard right now we want justice for brianna taylor speak about that and don't say nothing else because now you're you're to bash your brothers that, yeah. that's what really started that conversation all right so, mike b kind of i'm gonna give a little more context to that uh, after the break though q because give us a okay. good give us like Let's one second because we already got in this thing it's getting deep. <laughs> we're supposed to be light but we gotta address stuff so if y'all liking this conversation come on back we'll be right back right here on black educated and broke black icons it's strong it's empowerment it's leadership it's me it's the culture. I'm African American. My skin tone is brown. I have a son. He's African American. His skin tone is brown. I'm here to uplift. I'm here to inspire. I'm here to lead. You can follow us at Black Icons 83 on Facebook and Instagram. And right now we're working on the website, so anything you see on the page, you can shoot us a DM. And someone to get back to you within 24 hours. Shop Black Icons. You can listen to Black Educated and Broke on Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Player FM, and SoundCloud. All right, guys, we're back here on Black Educated and Broke. You know, getting turned up as we always do. So before the Twitter. break, <laughs> right? So before the break, yes, Mike, we were talking about a comment on Twitter where it was about a, a comment of a, where women were feeling uh, black women are not feeling the support. And so Q made a tweet that some people found controversial. And so I'm gonna let Q go ahead and you know clarify what you were trying to say before we get into our melanin news. It ain't really nothing to clarify on this one as much as the other one, but I was gonna run the instance. So the young lady, I had never heard of her that they found dead, towing, towing. Yeah, justice for towing, yeah. So the first thing I saw out of the whole thing where I had never heard of it or the situation or knew who she was an activist, somebody was bashing black men for doing the crime of killing her. All I asked was, how do we know a black man killed? That was my initial question. And this is before this later information came out. This is like the next day when it first, you know, bubbled. And of course, the new phrase, read the room. Fucking hate that. It's stupid as hell, for one. But for two, there was no evidence that said that a black man actually killed her. Yes, she was sexually assaulted, and she had uh, was tweeting afterwards. But to come out and say, "Oh, a black man killed her," right? I, I took an issue with that. Like, we don't know who killed her because they were trying to say that when you sexually assault somebody, then that's the person who killed her. But she escaped. I read her tweet. She escaped, so she got away, and she was, you know, I'm assuming on a bus stop or waiting to go somewhere to collect her belongings, and. Between there and then, we saying a black man killed. We don't have proof, and I got, I got called misogynistic of all things. I didn't just be like, oh yeah, a black man did kill her. We need to find him. He did it. I don't know that he did it. I'm not gonna just accuse him of doing it because that's y'all premise. So. Or because he raped her, that means he killed her. 
Right. But to think that the the weird thing about this story is so odd. She was raped, then went to a church for refuge, saw another man who she said she let God lead her to uh, people. Like instead of being like, oh, this guy's kind of fishy, she lets the Lord lead her. He took her home, tied her up and sexually assaulted, she escaped, and then tweets about it. So it was just so much going on that to try to put it together, it was like, okay, so who raped her? How did she tweet after she escaped? How did she end up dead? How did she even get back? She said she left all her stuff here. I didn't want to seem like I was victim blaming as I'm really trying to process to figure it out. Okay, so yeah, there's that. We're going to put these tweets up on our uh, socials. You can kind of read over them. And, you know, we can have the continued coverage. But, you know, we got to cover some other stuff. That's that Melanie News. Go on, Mike B. I'm Mike Presley. No, I'm Mike B. And listen, for the latest in black news, Melanie News, make sure you're listening to me on Black, Educated, and Broke. First breaking news this week, the three men accused in the February 23rd shooting death of Ahmad Arbery were indicted this past Wednesday by a grand jury. Remember, Arbery was shot three times, including twice in the chest. Live in the Black Educated and Broke newsroom, well over 100 days since the fatal shooting of Breonna Taylor. As of Wednesday, June 24th, still no arrests have been made. Brett Hankinson, he's one of the officers officially and has been fired by the Louisville Police Department and the FBI is still conducting an investigation. Now, who is Elijah McClain? a young black man who died after being taken off of life support on August the 30th, 2019. On August 24th, six days before, police officers in Aurora, Colorado approached the 23-year-old as he walked home from a convenience store. A 911 call had reported a suspicious person in a ski mask. McLean, unarmed and no crime committed, was detained by three police officers placed in a carotid hold. Officers say McLean resisted arrest en route to hospital. The first responders used a drug called ketamine, which sent McLean into cardiac arrest. McLean was wearing an open ski mask. The family says he had anemia and could easily catch colds. Body cam footage was not released until November of last year. It is posted on our Facebook page and the widespread for justice of black men and women killed by police. His case has caught major attention. A petition started in early June now has over 2 million signatures for seeking justice. Say their names. Big news in Georgia on Tuesday, the state legislator approves a hate crime bill that will allow enhanced criminal penalties for people who target others because of their race, gender, sexual orientation, or other reasons. We posted this on our social media pages some time ago, but a new documentary is called Good Trouble. And it's a powerful new documentary tracing the life of Congressman John Lewis. It was set to be released in May. It will be released in select theaters and on demand July 3rd before premiering on CNN in September. Among the producers is veteran actress Erica Alexander, our Maxine Shaw, attorney at law from the hit show Living Single. The film's director is another sister, British filmmaker Don Porter. Lewis, now 80 years old, is serving his 17th term in the House of Representatives from Georgia. The incumbent took the Georgia Democratic primaries, beating a young and upcoming Atlanta-born Barrington Martin and will face Republican Angela Stanton King, a black woman challenging the civil rights icon for the Georgia's 5th Congressional District in November. For the latest headlines in and around our community, follow me on Twitter at MikeB underscore news. 
I'm Mike B with your Melanin News Weekly right here on Black Educated and Broke. And thank you, Mike B, for those headlines, guys. We're going to take another break. When we get back, uh, we're going to have Black Educated in Activism. That is our next segment. We're going to have Chicago activist Damon Williams. Mm-hmm, the comedian, his son. But yeah, we're going to have him on the show. You don't want to miss it. So keep listening right here on Black Educated and Broke. business that needs a social media makeover or perhaps you just simply do not have the time to run your business and manage your social presence allow randy o pnr to take the wheel from posting content to engaging with customers randy o pnr will seamlessly handle all of your social media needs for a list of all of their services go to www.randyopnr.com or check them out on social media at randy o pnr take the worrying out of posting and allow the experts at Randio PNR to handle it for you. Hey, what's up? It's Damon Williams. And when I'm not out building movement with my people, I'm getting it in, listening to Black Educated and Broke. It's the only show out doing it right. You are back listening here to Black Educated and Broke. And, you know, we don't even want to kind of put too much pressure and wait too late on this because we've already kind of teased. Oh, we have this Chicago activist on the show. We're going to talk with him. Well, I got him now. So I'm going to give introduction. I'm going to give my little one, too. And then you guys are going to get to talk to Mr. Damon Williams as well. Because remember, this is Black Educated and Activism, all right? Here we go, Mr. Damon Williams. A little bit about him. Well, he's an organizer, he's a rapper, he's a writer, he's a poet, he's a comedian, uh huh, all that. And I ain't done an educator from the south side of Chicago. Come on now. <laughs> and because there's still more, he's the co host and co executive producer of Ergo. He's the co founder of the hashtag. Let Us Breathe Collective, a grassroots alliance of artists, journalists, and activists harnessing creative capital and cultural production to deconstruct injustice in America and worldwide. You got to snap at today, okay? Um, the collective operates the Breathing Room, which is a Black-led liberation space for arts, organizing, and healing on Chicago's South Side. Y'all, let's make some noise for Damon Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? How y'all feeling? We're good. So, like, did I did I do okay, Damon? You did. You did. That was the that was the long one. <laughs> oh, that was long. Yeah, I, I love every bit of it. I appreciate it. I kind of want to like. Well, I'm gonna let Mike. Or I just want to kind of jump into some things. So Mike had already kind of briefed on some things. Would you like to go ahead and get popping, Damon? Absolutely. Well, first of all, brother, brother Damon, I appreciate you uh, uh, hitting hit me back. Uh, social media. Uh, we just kind of started this uh, series in, in uh, along with what we do on our show, Black Educated and Activism. And uh, I kind of got a glimpse of uh, what you do, uh, of course, from your dad, uh, uh, comedian Damon Williams, uh, from his social media, man, just, just highlighting and, and showing his love and support of you. And uh, especially most recently with the protest of uh, George Floyd and as well as others, uh, just what was going on in Chicago. You recently had an incident with Chicago PD during a protest. And I kind of wanted to ask, would you just brief, just tell us about it? Yeah, so it was um, May 31st, the, the day after like the real like, high point, I think, with National Day of Action, so it was Sunday. 
Um, and I was in a, in a park meeting up with some, with some black organizers on the South Side. We were just like kind of having a good time, you know, excited to see that the whole world, the whole country uh, was rising up and, and that there was this real fervor uh, in the streets like we've never seen before in human history. So we were trying to like figure out what it meant to be responsible in this time, uh, what direction can we provide, what, what strategy and demand do we want to uplift, um, how do we want to be showing up in space, not knowing, you know, how long things are going to be burning. You know, it, the world was, was upside down, yes. but it was also really exciting. So we were just together building. Um, and because it was such a high point, just a, a protest that happened to pass by. Um, and so some of our folks, because we were there preparing, like how are we going to show up for the people that are protesting, um, just went to, you know, observe, support. Some folks were medics, so they had like supplies to, to make sure everybody was okay, masks, those type of things. Um, and after a while, they ended up in a, in a very um, retail heavy part of the South Side. That's uh, in Hyde Park area for folks who are familiar with the city. Um, and it, it's near the University of Chicago, which is this elite, very well-funded mm -hmm. resource institution. Uh, and so police always are, are much more activated and, and heavy and intense about this corridor of capital and commerce. Uh, and then also the university has its own private police force that is able to uh, police this community as well. So it's, so it's a hyper-police area on the south side. Um, so they, then they tried to push people away from this neighborhood and, and push them towards the lakefront. Um, and then there was a standoff, and so we're getting calls because some of our folks who were with us in this meeting had went over there to kind of see what's going on. So people were like, ah, it's kind of cool. And then it was like, oh, it's kind of escalating. We might need support. Uh, so showing up, I got there like five, got there for like five, ten minutes, and everything was cool, right? Like the, the, the standoff diffused, folks continued on, um, and the folks that I came with were more or less like holding up the meeting. Uh, and I'm gonna try to get to the story now. Uh, just that was just because I'm like, what happened, Damon, honey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Go ahead. so long story short, uh, I'm sorry to take the very you. Uh, I was arrested and abused and assaulted and slammed on my head. Uh, a police officer, you know, kneeled his, the weight of his uh, body on his knee and my neck the same procedure that they used to kill George Floyd. Uh, I've been concussed. I'm, I'm just getting over it. It was about three, four weeks ago now. I'm just getting. But hold on, let me let me jump in because I know I know we had you. You kind of sped it up. Then you went too fast yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. How yeah. did it go to like leading to getting your knee and your neck? Like, we, yeah, wait a minute, yeah, what yeah, happened yeah. there? So, so I so just. You know, the explanation of uh, we had just got there. So I was just trying to set the tone of like, I did not show up alone. Uh, I showed up with, with, with a body of folks who had experience. That's the kind of what folks know, right? Like, we're seeing a lot of people who are taking the streets, but there's also been a movement that has been consistent and continuous the last six years all over this country. And Chicago has been a hot that We call it the movement, you know, movement for Black Lives, Black Lives Matter. And with that, there's been this push, not only that we want to hold officers accountable in these individual cases, but that the system itself is actually violent and unjust, and we need a new way of life, uh, and we name that through the tradition of abolition. Um, so we've been saying that for a while, right? So most of the folks who are with uh, uh, uphold this, this consciousness or this ideology, uh, and have been in standoffs, have been in action, have been attacked by police, has some experience. So we show up just to support them. Um, okay. And within a few minutes, this tense situation cools down. You know, we're at the rear of this protest, and then unrelated to the protest, the police start chasing a man or chasing people who they think are going into a store. Um, and so organizers who were present 
Um, you know, once abuse was happening, was intervening, was naming folks' rights. Um, folks got away, and these guys were frustrated. Uh, so then they started escalating, started beating women and, and teenage girls with batons and shields. Uh, my fiance, who was, you know, not a large framed person, uh, was getting beat. Uh, and so then I came, put my body in the way, uh, was able to create some separation, was slammed to the ground, and beat with a baton. Uh, while I was carrying my, my fiance, um, and then a friend of mine, after being beat with the time brutally, was in a chokehold and surrounded. We were demanding his release. Uh, the police man attacked through us. I was slammed here four more times. Final time on like the top of my head with my entire body weight, uh, and then you know, yeah. And so then was arrested for seven hours and for release, um, and then you know, have continued to politicize not only that moment, but, but all the things that are going on and kind of continuing the work that we've been developing as a, as a liberatory ecosystem here in Chicago over the last six years. But it's like you talk about it like, I mean, yeah, you know, it happens, it's messed up, but you know, it like, it's normal yeah. almost, like. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's, a, that's a, you know, some of that might be like psychological trying to, yeah. trying to heal. Uh, some of it is because in some ways I have prepared for these things. You know, I've, I've been I've been in situations similar. Uh, this obviously went to a, a higher level of, of harm and injury, uh, but I'm not surprised, I'm familiar. And I know just on the like, you know, I'm privileged, right? Like, you know, people from city council and the state's attorney knew my name within a few hours. There's suits happening, right? Like there's press yeah. conferences. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this podcast right now. People get their ass beat every day, you know, in like way more brutally, uh, ways that they're not able to recover or walk. Um, right. So it's, 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 it's weird because I don't want to normalize uh, and also it's like created space for me so now I'm able to talk about my work more so I don't want to normalize or glamorize it because we have to be clean with language or we, should I should yeah I, right you know I'm, I'm gonna let you make it sir because <laughs> your daddy a comedian I'm gonna let you make it <laughs> no nah, no nah, if, it's, if it's anything so, so it's you know it, it's effed up I don't want to I don't want to at all yeah. underplay you know what, what happened to me some of it is also like it doesn't feel real. So I, I've told the story since the hours of it happened and the further it gets away, it's like, you know, I haven't, there's a lot of clips that's going around, I haven't really seen them all. Uh, so it's like, I, did what I feel happened actually happen? So there's some madness and displacement. Uh, but also, I'm, you know, part of my healing has been able to get my, my, my nose down to, to work and yeah, talk about what's going on. So I've been processing having to speak about it a lot. Um, it's like so it's like you're going to like a public, but like you're like publicly healing. It's like you're like kind of going, but you haven't doing it publicly on a platform. So that's like a different type of trying to process but still try to be the voice. Like that got to be heavy, Damon. And so I do want to be more specific with you being a, you, you felt it, you, it happened to you, right? And being an advocate help to promote it. How are you really trying to, trying to push the narrative that you want people to understand now? Would you even be more effective? For me, um, whenever we have a conversation about police, it's really historical. Um, so we need to like place ourselves in this in this tradition of liberation. That's really what I want people to understand. So I know everywhere folks are hearing like defund the police and, and uh, maybe confused, maybe afraid. Uh, and so you know what I want to push is everybody should be encouraged, really excited, um, and proud to be a part of, of this time and this transition. Um, and then we need to note like what we are talking about, what this institution really is, because you know in the last 20 years or so, everybody knows racism isn't just about the N word. Produces bigotry, right? Like we know that it's about structures, we know it's about yeah. institutions, but we say that they, 
what are the trends mm-hmm. we're talking about? What are yeah. the institutions? Uh, and I would say incarceral militants and naming these prisons and jails have been the forefront of structural racism in our society and around the world. And so if we want to get to another, if we want to stop police violence, we have to stop police because it is violence. We have to find the solutions because we just need to, you know, name the facts. Police in America started from slave patrol and the Fugitive Slave Act. That's not a myth. That's not a metaphor. The state never deputized people to capture someone's body before it was to capture their slave black people. That's where it starts. And then we continue. The 13th Amendment in the Civil War says that slavery shall not exist, common, except for punishment as a crime. So the, the 10 million or so living people, uh, five to six of those million people are black who have been subjected to our systems of incarceration, have been subjected to slavery. So everybody just needs to know that every day you have drawn breath in this land, you've lived in a place where slavery is constitutionally legal and happening, and it's torture, and it's a form of warfare, right? And so no matter how bad things get, I'm we're in Chicago, and the conservative thing is like, oh, you're talking about police, what about Chicago? They're shooting in Chicago. Uh, and, and, you know, my point is the system that we have is what creates that violence um, and that we need new responses. Uh, we can't respond to it with violence and incarceration actually creates conflict, it creates turmoil, it creates trauma um, that escalates the scarcity that we experience. And so what I'm trying to push people to change towards, you know, I'm a part of organized movements pushing towards is we need to create a new society. The same way we abolish chattel slavery, the same way we abolish Jim Crow apartheid, we need to abolish incarceration and policing and find new, new systems to deal with harm and violence. Yeah, that's a, that's a real good point as far as abolishing. Uh, and excuse me, my tardiness, that I'm cute. What's up, bro? What's up, cute? Another <laughs> member of this great mean? podcast. Uh, Welcome, and- brother. All of this is what you're saying, man. We we out of eye on this and stuff that I talk about regularly. Uh, I've sat down and watched the 13th multiple times uh, just to educate people on what's going on. A lot of people do miss the point that Emancipation Proclamation did not free slaves. It did not, simply. Um, and then when you get to the 13th, like you stated, it further says that unless you commit a crime, then you're free. And then you get into mass incarceration even before then, the war on drugs, which was a war on poverty, uh, essentially. Uh, so I think it's important that we kind of kind of go back and express that feeling and tell people what's real when it comes to that. Because we not, this, this notion of black on black crime does not exist. That's not, that's a narrative that was put out, that was ran with. Now that we have unlimited access to uh, information, it's important that we do our own research and we get out there and educate the masses who don't quite understand what's going on. But we definitely appreciate it. Like, I got family in Chicago. I got plenty of uh, uh, off of Bishop on the south side. Like my aunt let me in the house. I'm on I Bishop went out. right now. Yeah, my, I went out on the 4th of July a few years ago and I came back at like one and she was like, no, don't open that door. Do not let him in my house. My uncle had to like let her like listen. He gotta come in. She was not trying to have it, and you know to be in it and to see it on TV is different, but to experience it, it you know, it's kind of wild. But definitely keep it, keep the information coming so people can can build their own knowledge and go from there with it. 
Yeah. And I want to kind of pitch in and kind of throw like a Maya and assist here because, you know, you mentioned in your bio that, you know, you're a rapper, you're an artist, you're a writer. She's kind of wanting to know about like how are you using that to, to get your message across. Is that, is that kind of right, Maya? It was basically like I write too occasionally. Mm -hmm. I won't call myself a writer. I'm creative. So I'm trying to figure out how to not be mad and angry in my writing. I'm trying to figure out the, right now I have a blog. It's like, I don't feel like I can be putting out content that at the same time needs to be talked about. Yeah. How are you, I want to say, handling or being inspired? Yeah. But what, actually, before you answer the day, I mean, we're going to leave them on the top of the eight on my toes. It is. Because we're going to take a quick break. Because, you know, we got okay. bills and stuff to pay. You know what I'm talking about? So you're going to hold that thought. Damon Williams, uh, the uh, Chicago activist here, joining us on Black Educated and Broke. When we get back to the break, he going to answer that. So keep listening. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Devin Barbie, and I'm chilling with my homie, Randy O, on Black Educated and Broke. Shh, I'm listening to Black Educated and Broke. And we are back here on Black Educated and Broke, sitting down, talking with Chicago activist Damon Williams. And before we took a break, uh, Maya was asking a question because Damon advises that he's a writer, he's a poet, he's an artist. And so being that he's an activist, she was asking the question of sort, how are you using that uh, that platform to get the message across. Is that right, Maya? Yeah, like, how are you not allowing what's going on right now to block the creativity of the story that needs to be told, like the narrative that you would like to tell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do want to be honest, like, in the immediate, you know, after what happened to me, like, being able to read and write and kind of, like, sit down and create, that has not happened yet. So, like, in terms of, since things have been on fire, I don't have that. Uh, but there is this larger body of work. So, you know, in that question, I want to even pull out, like, what this is all about, right? Like, we talked about creating a new way of life for Black people and all people, right? Like, you know, the way that we are living is insufficient and violent, it's harmful, and we see that Black people disproportionately experience the brunt of that. And we want to create a new world. That is a, a creative practice, right? Like, it's often said, we can call this revolution, right? Like, we're talking about creating new systems, new institutions, new structures, new society. Revolution is inherently a creative practice. Um, so everyone seeing themselves as a creator and an artist uh, is really important. So even before you get to performance or publishing, uh, just in terms of, like, developing your own humanity, understanding your position in the world, asking yourself questions that you have to figure out answers and solutions to, whatever your practice is, whether that's on the canvas, you know, with me, it's usually with a pen and page on the voice, uh, uh, but as a photographer, you know, with all, all crafts, all forms are really important before healing or putting it out to like actually developing yourself and your thinking. Um, and so for me, um, in terms of how my artistry has helped with my movement work, uh, one, me and my sister were, were an artistic duo that is in many ways how we birthed our organization. So it, I would not have had the community, would not have had the people, would not have even had space to talk about the ideas if it wasn't for the, the independent underground hip hop and poetic scene here in Chicago. Uh, so that developed me in the space to feel myself appropriate saying some of the things that I say. Um, and since then, you know, as a, one, as an educator uh, and, and within my community space, I get asked to perform uh, and kind of help facilitate. I'm, I'm, I'm like the MC a lot of times, so like I'll host the event, spit a verse, and like bring folks up and also like do like political education. I also like teach in schools and like facilities. Uh, and so when I come into those spaces, that's really a great way to interact with students and you know, kind of like break some of that. I don't call myself a teacher. Uh, 
I really don't like the way school is organized when you think about education. So you try to break some of that mold. If I start with the first, right? And 16, right now we're having a little bit of a different conversation. We have a different like cultural relationship. Uh, so now that opens us up to have different conversations. Uh, and so just to wrap up and like, end of that question, I hear you saying about like right, right now, uh, you know, a few things is one, like, again, develop your interior is my advice. Um, so like right for yourself. I think a lot of times, particularly in these times of, of rage and, and the destruction that we face, there is this like impulse or this pressure to like write to them, right? There's always a you or a they or something external. Uh, and what I usually hear that is, is like the white gaze. Uh, and I really, really, I think that like usually actually reproduces some of that trauma in our own work and like creates some fracturing. So like try not to be writing to white people. Try, you know, I, I try to get out of like having to explain yourself and just express and, and find more honesty and truth uh, for the healing. And then usually those things are doper anyway. Uh, because um, they don't, they if they wanted to get it, it's all there, right? Like it, it don't yeah. need to be re-explained. Uh, it's really about yeah. us, and there's deeper things we can say to each other and challenge ourselves and tell more honest stories um, and unearth things instead of like, hey, don't you know it's wrong that people, black people, die? It's like if somebody needs to hear that, I don't even really want to talk to them. Uh, right. And so do it to develop your own humanity to build deeper community with your people. Uh, and, you know, a lot of stuff I write, you know, has been just now, it's how I make the heavy side of conversation. So it's projects I've been building, but I haven't really published or put anything out. Uh, and also because like this clout stuff is like, a, you know, is, is a catchy game. Uh, and so since I've, you know, committed to something that I'm accountable to, uh, not only do I have my own insecurities, but you know, trying to like, hey, come look me for a show, or hey, let me yeah. front of stage, center stage while I'm trying to talk about the collective movement. I haven't figured out quite yet how to do that. I still take my time and yeah. trying to figure it out. Uh, but that's also a thing that kind of like pulls me in a few directions. Is you know, you can't be too forefronted, particularly as a black man in a space that's created by black women and black queer femmes. So you know, I have to just be be very intentional about how I move. Okay, you better look at you. You look, Damien, you all right. You look all right with us. You okay with me? I'm trying you to all right with me. Like, you know, I knew that I always loved your bald-headed daddy, but <laughs> you all right with me, okay? So here's the, before I uh, go ahead, and Mike is going to talk more about your, your endeavor, I did want to just address one thing that you mentioned about abolishing the police and defunding the police. A lot of people may not know what the difference is, so, so can you enlighten what does that mean? So defunding, or, you know, it kind of comes from the language of divest, invest. Uh, and so even before I get into nuts and bolts, things get defunded all the time. It's usually the things that we do, right? So, so yeah. resources for housing and public housing Education. have been defunded for generations. Education gets defunded all the time. Community spaces, arts get defunded all the time. Uh, so um, the, the, the push for abolition is a little bit more historical a little bit more liberatory, right? It is a greater claim about how society should be. And so Angela Davis is really like the origin of it. And then the two thinkers that have been like the most active that I would say we should give credit to for building this movement and this momentum is one woman named Miriam Kaba, Kaba, K-A-B-A. Uh, she's based out of New York. She's from there, but she spent about like 10, 15 years here in Chicago. Uh, she really helped build our movement. And then out west in California, Ruth Wilson Gilmore. Um, just Google those women and just listen to everything they say and you understand the world so much better. I can express pieces of it right now. But, but, but they're the OG. They're like the, they're like, I call them like the Michael and LeBron or like the, you know, 
Kobe, you know, Anthony yeah. Davis, kind of like, like Bill Russell, you know, so he's like the whole OG. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, yes, yeah, abolition is continuing this work from, from that, that started, you know, there were uprising on slave ships. Some folks chose death over, over bondage. There was Malunage, right? This is a multi-century tradition. Uh, and it was going through multiple iterations. Defunding the police comes out of that, of saying, hey, we want to get to a new space, and we don't want to keep putting resources into militarism, into, into cages, into guns, into, into chains. Uh, we want those resources to go one, into different types of emergency response, some things that actually help us. Uh, so, you know, police are domestic abusers. They should not be the ones we call for domestic abuse. Police are sexual violators. They are not the ones we should call for sexual violence. Police are not trained for mental health crisis. Uh, um, you know, it shouldn't be the same person when a store gets robbed, uh, when, when, a, when a young person is violated, or when you have an argument with your neighbor, right? Like a person, one person with a gun should not be responding to all those things. We need a multitude of systems that are rooted in community and based in relationship. Um, and so divest from, from systems that hurt us and invest in the things we need. First of all, we shouldn't be talking about punishing people if we don't make sure everyone has housing, food, and medicine. Mm. People don't have what they need to survive. We're not going to be able to change behavior. Uh, and so if we take the literal dollars that we use to put people in cages and use it to educate people and house people and, and give them medicine, uh, the violence won't even happen in the first place uh, that we see at the level. Uh, but then within those institutions, and if we create some more, uh, we think you know, our system needs to actually expand, uh, we will have better responses, right? So people who know you who are in your neighborhood should be able to figure out how we distribute resources and power uh, to be able to, to engage crisis, but also not be a perpetual crisis. Right? All of our cities, all of our school systems, y'all in Atlanta, I'm in Chicago, we ain't had no need, but I know what's going on down there because everywhere in America we're seeing, particularly where black people are, this number of like 35, 40, sometimes 50, 60% of public resources are, are going strictly to police departments. And then and then there's this uh, long-term abuse. So when we say to fund, uh, it, is, it is towards putting resources to, to what we need, and then that should give us the space to create actual new systems. So a lot of people get afraid and like, are we saying chaos? Are we saying we're not without that? We're not saying get rid of 911. Nobody's mad at the fire department. Nobody's mad at paramedics, right? Uh, there should be more options. Uh, and then we should just have a more equitable society. And also, when you use the language die from divest, you also get to talk about the economics, right? Uh, and so we, we need to restructure our economy. So the, the trillions of dollars that just went to corporations and private equity, while people got to scrape for twelve hundred dollar reach fund checks, right? Like that is violence. Uh, 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 and so when you start talking about municipal budgets, saying, "Hey, as a point of civic engagement, the point of democracy, we want control over how our communities are, are, are being funded and being resourced." Um, and so you should not in Chicago. This is, uh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I'll, I'll close with this notion. In Chicago, there's this website. It's called MillionDollarBlock.com, um, and, and it calculates how much the state spends on incarcerating residents of the neighborhood. So in the same places where they close down the most schools, they're spending more than a million dollars incarcerating uh, residents. So, so just if we literally transfer those dollars to wherever, wherever it's the roughest, right? wherever it's the roughest in the if we gave that space a billion dollars, it would not be as rough. Absolutely. And then we can figure out the nuts and bolts of it. But then, to end with this, back to abolition, 
it's not even about violence, right? Like there's actually a deeper human spiritual morality responsibility, you know, our ancestors are on the line here. Like we're talking about slavery, we're talking about genocide, we're talking about warfare. And just because it's got normalized, because they usually have prisons out in, in rural county or some white, you know, small town somewhere, we don't think about it on a day-to-day -day basis, but this is happening in our lifetime and it is our responsibility to transform. All right, brother. Well, we are talking with Damon Williams, an organizer from Chicago. And uh, as we wrap it up again, we appreciate you for coming. And uh, uh, just a just a final thing with with your organization. Uh, and I love the title. Let us breathe collective. Is that how we say that? I, I like that. I just want to know, in, in your opinion, just where where are we going from here? What is the state of this movement? Yeah. So, you know, again, it's, this is so much bigger than the cops, right? Like they, they are the, the tip of the spear. Uh, so really people think we're saying abolition is our final outcome. Abolition is our starting point. Um, so where do we go from here? It's creating new human relationships and building a healthy community. Uh, so where we go from here, I, I feel redundant sometimes in saying it, uh, but it's creating a world where we guarantee everyone has a place to sleep uh, and everybody has access to food, medicine, mental health care, and, and education. Um, and, and also where we go from here is we need to restructure the world kind of vote. <laughs> not kind of, actually vote. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think the United States Constitution that is now 250 something years old is a sacred document, right? Like, I don't think the way we organize geopolitics is healthy, is, is in alignment with our environment. We need new ways to control our society on a global level. The same way police are, are, are occupying our communities, the United States military is going to three countries all over the world. And most of those places are black and brown people. Uh, and so, you know, that is based off of this larger colonial uh, uh, slave-based system of these nation states. And we need something else. That's like the big, big picture, like the long term, what's going to happen beyond my lifetime. Uh, but, but like right now, what we're trying to do is just take care of our babies. Like that's, that's, that's the simple point of that's right. That's right. Uh, and it's not rocket science, right? Like I, I, I'm sure y'all can shout out some like predominantly white wealthy suburbs here in like Illinois. It's like Naperville or Schaumburg. It's not a police. It's not a police department that keeps those places safe. It's the fact that they have had unfair, disequitable access to resources. I mean, a lot of those resources is based off the extraction of black and brown labor and the, and our political isolation. Uh, so we need to create just an entire new system and doing it one step at a time and doing it everything. Whatever your tactics are, I don't have the one solution, right? That's kind of the point is, hey, let's invest in schools and let our children figure out how our world is supposed to be. Uh, uh, this needs to be like a, a democratic collective process. So I, I want to also encourage just like when we say get rid of police, it also means we all got work to do. So we got to step right. up. We got to take care of each other better. Uh, so getting prepared to, to check your people, right? Particularly black men, I, I want to speak to us. Like, you know, the way that we participate, patriarchy, uh, the, the, the abuse, the, 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 the diminishment of black women, the way we participate in homophobia and transphobia, it is, it is counter to our revolution it, it, or, or to our liberation. Like, it's not even about morality, even though it is moral. Uh, the way black men can occupy space in relationships with black women, black queer people, black trans people, uh, it actually supports white supremacy and disables our ability to organize, right? Black women are being abused, black women are being disappeared, are being killed, are being not listened to, are being harassed, are being hollered at, are being 
being belittled all the time. We can't sit in the room and make decisions for them. Uh, and so, you know, there is a, there was similar to how white supremacy works, there is, there is a way we have invested into patriarchy uh, that is really counterproductive and contradictory to liberation. So I just want everybody, no matter where you are, to check yourself, middle-class black folks, you know what I'm saying? This, this show is, is targeted to educated folks. So, you know, you had access to those HBCUs or to those liberal arts schools, right? Like me, myself, or to, you know, been privately educated my entire life. The, the black middle class has sold out a lot of people, right? And it has allowed a lot of co-optation. So everybody from their position, not only do we have to like point out this external destructive toxic force, but we have to know that we internalize and reproduce some of that toxicity um, and, and elitism, uh, classism, colorism, but particularly patriarchy, sexism, homophobia uh, is going to get in our way. So in order to create this world I'm talking about where everybody eats and everybody has what they need, we got to check ourselves and heal and address our contradictions and, and, and just be a little bit more um, anti-oppressive in all of the ways that we interact with each other and know that, that we can contribute to the harm. This has been Black Educated in Activism. Nothing else to say. <laughs> yes. No, Damon. No, thank you for dropping you, so thank much you, knowledge, so much bars. Uh, if people want to follow you and keep in contact with what you got going on, how can they follow you? Yeah, yeah. So you can follow my, my personally. I'm on uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Damon, D-A-M-O-N underscore A-F. Um, also, you can follow organization Let Us Breathe 773 um, anywhere. Uh, and yeah, and also Ergo, Ergo Radio, which is a media platform. And at the basis of that is the weekly podcast. Our schedule got all messed up, the pandemic uprising. Uh, but it's a conversation with artists and activists. So we talk about some of these things. We might just talk about, you know, what, how people develop, you know, what's going on in our community. So Ergo Radio is really an educational source in addition to the space for conversation. Uh, so those are the three places to check me out. I'm Damon, Let Us Breathe, Ergo, Yes, all of that, like he said, guys, we'll be sure to put all of this on our social media. Um, so make sure you're following us at Black Educated and Broke. We'll have all this up. Um, guys, we're going to take another break here and get ready to get into Ron's rundown coming up. So make sure you keep listening. I know there's a lot of information. Don't worry. You can always go back and listen to us on what platform, Q, if they want to catch up. And listen, I'm going to tell you every week because we need y'all to listen, all right? This is how we can continue to bring y'all this wonderful information, bring you awesome guests like Damon. We are on iHeartRadio app. We're on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone or Apple product, it already came. You have to download We're also on SoundCloud. And on top of that, we are on... Oh, Spotify. Hey. <laughs> Yo, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and Google Podcasts. Oh, that you're listening to all of these. One of these you have. Yes. That's right. One of the cool kids, you got an iPhone. So you got Apple Podcasts. <laughs> that is Hey, easy, guys. So use any of those platforms to go back and hear the rest of the show. Like I said, we're going to take a quick break, jump into Run's Rundown. So just keep listening to Black Educated and Broke. They say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and all fine art starts with a vision. Through extensive research and studying, Barbie Dot Mink lashes are crafted to enhance your beauty inside and out. Unlike synthetic lashes you can find in stores or online, Barbie Dot Mink lashes are made with a soft cotton band, which makes them lightweight, comfortable, and easy to apply. Don't let me forget, you can wear these lashes up to 25 times with proper care. Get dolled up and shop at www 
BarbieDollBeauty.com. And ladies, Barbie is spelled B-A-R-B-E-E. See you later. Some of them men think they freak this like we do, but no, they don't. Make your check come at the neck. Disrespect us, no, they won't. Everybody want to be a rapper, but don't nobody want to rap. Well, we're going to give you a chance to rap on Slap It or Dab It. Send us your music, your MP3, to blackeducatedandbroke at gmail.com, and we'll play. What's even better is we're going to invite you to the show, and then you can show the world and us what you got. You think you got what it takes? We're going to see. Can't be me. How we still slaves in 2016. Keep it light, keep it bad coming. Every night another bad coming. I ain't been asleep since 96. I ain't seen the back of my list. Black Educated and Broke is the only Atlanta podcast I'm listening to. And if you're not listening to it, you're missing out. Yes, sir. It's your boy Ron bringing you Ron's Rundown. Nothing but that hip hop fire and straight sports knowledge. Black Educated and Broke is now in the building. You should be too. Let's go. All right, guys, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke with the kicks and giggles. Um, and before we took a break, we know what time it is. We got our Ron's Rundown. Ron, what's going on, boom? What's up, y'all? Hey. So I didn't even know how I was going to start this. So I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I'm uh-huh. sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of 45. I'm sick and tired of the police. Good God damn, I'm sick of the police. I'm sick and tired of all these Karens and Chads. I'm sick and tired of COVID and racism. And I'm especially sick and tired of a messing with my sports, bro. I can't take <laughs> this no more. Bro. It getting on my nerves. So first and foremost, so you got Clemson that's got uh 28 cases of COVID-19 out of 315 tests that's been given so far. Texas has got 13. So needless to say, our college football season is in trouble. Oh, we already yes, it lost. Is. Yes, it we is. Already lost college basketball due to COVID. Then you got NBA players not basically saying that they may not play due to protests because they want to protest the unjust. Um, you got football. We still don't know if we're going to have football this season. I'm telling you, man, all this is just completely driving me crazy. So, you know, I had to I had to take a break from the news. I had to stop watching ESPN. I just had to relax, man. You know, uh, shout out to NASCAR, man, because they really came together. But, of course, somebody had to go ahead and mess that up and throw a damn noose in Bubba Wallace team garage. Really? Is that really necessary? Well, did you read the latest? Hold on. I got to interrupt you there. Did you read oh, the latest? Oh, hey, Randy, put him on. So the they latest closed, story. They closed sorry. the case. They said it had been in there since, like, the fall or something. Go ahead. But it don't said, it's still a noose. Period, man. Is it, it still it, a it noose? It don't really sound right, but okay. I've never seen it. I can't say it wasn't. I haven't seen it either yet. I ain't see it. Well, so what What I want to do, man, is I want to <laughs> I want to put y'all up on something. This is something that I watch on a normal basis, YouTube. These are all black YouTubers that um, have 20, probably 200,000 subscribers or more than that. So I just want to shout them out because when I need a break, man, I grab my phone, go sit somewhere and just watch a few skits. So shout out to Tiffany LaRyan, Jay Childish, Jay the Creative, B. Lynn, Furious, King V, Big Job, Troy in LA, uh, Ken Edwin TV, Barry Brewer actually is a YouTuber and he just landed a Tyler Perry's uh, new sitcom, a 30 minute show. It's called Bruh. That's going to be out this year on BET. So shout out to him and congratulations. Uh, Jay Horn Film, Minx, G Wayne TV, L Hodge TV, Miss Kanegra Dion, Moni Dre, 
uh, Miss Shade, Tyree, and Shira. So I want to thank and congratulate all of them on their success. And thanks for keeping me entertained and all this craziness. Because, man, sometimes you just need a break from all this nonsense, man. Straight up. So. Yes, you do, child. That's all I got for the rundown, man. You know, sh shout out to Ron. Go ahead. What you better say, Maya? I was going to say, how many YouTube videos you watch a day? Because <laughs> that was a list. A lot. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> that was like, a list. Every, well, everybody, everybody does like a, it's a different video on the everyday. So you mm -hmm. may not watch like everybody on the list, but it's always some type of content, content. there. Got you. Hey, Ron, you know, I agree with you on the sports, but there is one highlight to all of this going on in football season. Probably not going to happen. What highlight is that? You going to ask me? Oh, there we go. <laughs> and my motherfucking Chiefs will be the Super Bowl champs probably the next two years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> go to break. Hey, Goodbye. You that up, though. The quarterback. Your quarterback uh, just joined uh, LeBron James on his vote. He did. We love yeah, it. So I love that. Him, I love yeah, that man. Yeah, I'm glad he. Yeah. I'm glad he know. I'm glad he know where he come from. Yeah, he ain't. He ain't the typical, <laughs> you know, biracial. We wasn't sure. Boy, we we definitely was. This is a question. He's showing up though. I appreciate. <laughs> Okay, well, Ron, as always, thank you for these headlines, what's going on there. And shout out to you highlighting all the black YouTubers that give you comic relief. We're going to make oh. sure. Yes. One, one more, one more. My homeboy, Ty the Guy, uh, he actually from Georgia. He up and moved to L.A. He's been doing his thing ever since. Uh, he's got a podcast, 1422 Podcast. So that's my little young boy, man. Shout out to you, bro. Congratulations. Keep it up. Okay, I guess we do personal shout outs, and that's fine too. But nevertheless, uh, guys, you can always get all this information <laughs> on our social media at Black Educated and Broke, our Twitter, BEB Podcast underscore ATL, and Ron at Mr. FYPM. Guys, we're going to take another break when we get back into it. One of my favorite segments. Jackass of the week. Q, you yes. want to a little snippet or something? I'm so excited. I missed last week. I'm so excited. Man, listen. Listen. What did I deem on? If they not Karen's, they what? what are, I forgot what I call <laughs> Becky's. You don't call their ass Clark's. Uh -huh. <laughs> Clark's. Uh -huh. what, Ron, what Ron called him? The Chaz? What you call Chaz. him? It's Chaz. 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 With a D. I don't know. My man Chad on Insecure, my boy. We kind of want him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. no. well, I'm about to say, yeah, we'll find out more after the break, I guess. So keep listening to Black Educated and Broke. Yo, what's up, people? It's your boy Ali Sadiq from Comedy Central. Man, you know me. I'm black, educated, and broke as hell. I just want y'all to know, hey, man, keep listening to this podcast, Black Educated and Broke. It's your boy Ali Sadiq. Hey, man, get your cash up. Get your education up. And get your goddamn blackness up. Like current events and want to be the smartest among your friends? Then the Power Pod is the show for you. The Power Pod is a weekly recap show where we cover the current events of the week. It's a show where we're not afraid to get serious. And we're not afraid to have some fun. So try us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the WSB Radio app, WSBRadio.com, Stitcher, CastBox. Okay. <laughs> Anywhere there are podcasts, yeah. we, we are, are there. there. So, so power up. With, with the, the power, power pod. pod! 
It's your boy King, and I'm listening to Black Educated Broke. All right, guys, we are back here on Black Educated and Broke. And I know you heard like the jovialness in my voice because it's Jackass of the Week. And you know, Q always got the SHITS. Okay, what's going on, Q? Uh, same old, same old. It's the same words on a different page. So apparently, there's not apparently a video is going around about this Baltimore restaurant called the Uzo Bar. And a black family walks in and they're waiting to be seated and they are told they can't. Now where the video starts is where I'm, the manager comes and talks to the family. So it's a mother that we know of and a nine-year-old boy. You can't see how many other people are in the party, uh, but the nine-year-old boy has on a Jordan t-shirt. He had on some gym shorts and some, some kicks, you know, there's some tennis shoes. They told them they can't dine there because of their dress code policy. So she says, so you telling me that my son can't dine in here because of what he's wearing, but that little white boy right there can't. And this white boy had on a t-shirt, some gym shorts, and some tennis shoes. They were essentially dressed alike, but one was black was white. So she continues to ask him and try to get him to say the reason why, but he refuses to flat out say, because they're black, I can't let you in. So she asks him, so you saying that that little white boy can come in here and eat with his tennis shoes, t-shirt, but my nine-year-old son cannot. I'm sorry, ma'am, that's just a policy you can't. And then the kicker, I, I, I probably would have been calm and tried to dig deeper, but this fool had the nerve to ask her, do you guys live close? Can you just go home and change? Nigga. What? Yes, he did, y'all. Oh my, man, let me tell you. I'd have lost it right there. Like, <laughs> man, like I probably would have been political at first. Just like most people would be like, oh no, I'm not spending my money here. I, man, fuck that. I'm gonna come here and eat because I know you don't want me to. So you mad. But that part would have put me over the edge. What do you mean do I live close enough? Can I go change? I'm asking you specifically, how come my son cannot come here? This little white boy can sit right there and eat with his family. What's the answer? Tell me straight up, like people can say if you have, if you can say with all your heart that racism doesn't doesn't exist, I show you this video. Yeah. Oh, that's one instant. That's not one instant. This is what we've been telling you for years. We're saying the same thing over and over. It's happening in so many different ways. Cool. If this way don't work for you, here's another. Oh, that one don't work for you. Here's another way. It's the same thing. People just really refuse to acknowledge that it exists and improve. And it's annoying. So what now where was this where was this located? This was in Baltimore, one of the blackest city. Blackest city in the US. Yeah. So the manager, the the, uh, company fired the managers. Okay. And they put out a statement. But somebody had to tell them to do it. So who told them to do it? Is this company policy or is owner policy for that location? Because why is that white boy okay to, that a white kid okay to sit there and eat his food? But but now he didn't look clean. <laughs> well, I mean, and, 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 but who's who's to say that that's their policy? We don't know if that was just that particular worker. He's like, man, I'm just gonna reject them. Whatever. No, yeah, we don't know if that's. But that's what he get, because I know sometimes I didn't, it wasn't our policy to give extra scoops of ice cream at Brahms, but you know, if the guy was cute or whatever, I might give him a little extra, you know, so yeah. it, it depends on how, you know. That's sexist, by the way. You're going to, you're going I to. I gave women some, if the, lady, if the old <laughs> ladies was real nice. 
I only gave a freaking scoop of ice cream. They didn't get no cookies. Calm, okay? calm down. So, anyway, thank you. The, last, the last update I saw with this story um, earlier this week, they only uh, they tried to reach out to the family. The fa- I don't think the family's like even care. They haven't responded according to uh, like the grill, the grill.com. The family will, the family has not responded. They don't that's care. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that is just like, ugh. And it's like, yeah, okay, you, it makes you feel like, is, is people getting fired? Is like that enough? Is that all we want people no. to do? Job? Like, oh, yeah. No. How, how do we solve it? I'm saying, like, how do you really solve it? Them little, uh, whew. It's okay. You all right? Use your, <laughs> Use your words. My Use words are about to be very explicit. That's why, I, that's why I had to come back and think about it. Because I was like, Randy said it's a PG show now. <laughs> <laughs> but them little statements, they be releasing them little company statements. That's, that's not conducive. I'm sorry. It just sounds like somebody bitched you into making you release a statement that you don't really believe in. I'm well, that's good, that's good PR, you know what I'm saying? Being it, another radio PNR, but, uh, but... But you don't nah. believe in it, but it's a statement that you don't believe in, because at the end of the day, it wouldn't have happened to begin with if you was actually for the other races. But see, this, but see, this is where I have a disagreement with, because I feel like I know that this person reflects the whole company, but you know, we got people that work for a company that ideals are not everybody, so sometimes I think it's kind of unfortunate to say that, oh, you put out a statement, and you don't mean... No, we didn't know this freaking co-worker, this employee was like, we did not know he was like that. Sometimes I think you really don't know, and I feel like they have to eat it, and it be kind of unfair, you know, because it's like a blanket, like it's a company, and sometimes it's really individualized. I like I said, I feel like I know I work for y'all. Know the company that I work for, but I feel like I still have my own personal individual values and that are not always aligned with the company. You know what I'm saying? So, but that doesn't. I don't think you would ever align with them. You're not as <laughs> not saying anything against you. But right? Yeah. No, nah, I can't. People live. They live in a fairy tale. It's like a bubble, and that they've that been a story that's been passed down generationally. Like this is our world. This is how it's supposed to be, and you don't think for yourself. And I think that's my biggest problem with with people. I think my patients get really short when I have to spell it out for you constantly. Yeah. If I tell you, and you look it up or whatever, like take it up on yourself to digest it and then think critically. Mm. Like don't don't run with it because my great great grandpa, who would have been a slave owner or at least in a civil war, said it was so. Yeah. In your eyes, man. Well, yeah, I definitely agree. That's a jackass of the week. So, Absolutely. yeah, so anybody that's kicking people out because of the color of their skin, you are a jackass, and thank you for sharing. All right, guys, so we're going to jump into the next segment here, take a quick little break, because, you know, Randy LB in the city, uh, we got a couple of protests coming up. So if you want to know when, where, why, how, you got to keep listening right here on Black, Educated, and Broke. So I'm hearing it's a hot girl summer, but ladies, you got to be fashionable, too. Visit Eye Candy for the latest sunglasses, the best quality, and even better prices. Check us out on IG. That's E-Y-E underscore candy. That's candy with a K, 242. Let us know what you think. Hey, y'all. What it do? It's your girl, it's Maya. Make sure you check out my blog, The Mayan Empire, located on blackeducatedandbroke.com. Hope to see you there. Yo, what up? Algie Smith right here, and you're watching Black Educated and Broke, but we ain't broke. We get we moving on up. You know what I'm saying? We moving on up. I'm just laughing here because I feel like I'm such a bossy pants because producer Zayna, <laughs> they friend of Bay, you know, she must do the countdown. And I be like, three, um, 
Gozy, and she's always so smiley and happy. And I just want to say thank you for accepting my takeover spirit and, um, you know, not getting annoyed with me when I get in the way, Zayna. Stay from the Bay is a good one because the whoo, anyway. <laughs> Man, we only have one other producer. Uh, Who was the other producer? Your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, all day. Right, boy. Yes, we love our Zay from the Bay. So, guys, the next segment up here, of course, you know, we be in the city. Um, because I be Yo, Randy, city. where you at this weekend? You got mask on, all. So this weekend, so okay, so there's different things, right? So, by the way, I did finally get a cute mask. And I think when you have a cute mask, I think it does make you want to wear it more. Now that I know, I'm waiting on my AKA mask to come. But anyway, I have to wear my mask more because I actually like it. But, um, you fine, you fine. <laughs> right, but this, this weekend, actually, what Randy's doing, so I'm doing this audition thing or whatever, because I'm trying to get this little side job. So maybe I'll tell you about it later to be continued. It's a late night gig. So I sure will be in the city. That's all I'm going to say to you, Ron, and I'm ignore that. For everybody else, <laughs> anybody else who wants to be a part of a positive change this weekend on um, June the 27th, there's going to be another protest. It's going to be called Justice for Georgia Families March. Uh, you can find a lot of information with the hashtag Justice for Georgia. But it's going to be this Saturday, June the 27th at 1 o'clock p.m. That is Eastern Standard Time. And it's going to be in front of the C.T. Martin Recreation Center. The actual address for that is 3201 MLK Drive, Southwest Atlanta. And Adamville. Adamsville, thank you, and that's 30311. So, yeah, guys, you know, this is just kind of tipping the point locally in the state, nationally. They're trying to let uh, uplift in the families, and you know, I've been a part of the project we talked about on the show. It's very peaceful, and let's just kind of keep that same energy. So, guys, I'm going to make sure I put this on our social media page so that you all can follow. Um, and that's really all that I have for in the city. Did somebody have some other updates that maybe I ain't know about? Okay, I don't go out. I don't go out. But yeah, that's it. Uh, we Atlanta, know, old Texas, man. CP. I got everything I need at the house, and I'm working. <laughs> yes, you get your coins, Mike. So I want to go ahead and just if that's the case, um, guys, if we can move to the other events, as you know, we'll put them on our social media page as well as on our website. And don't forget, as regards to our website, you know, our boo Maya should be having an in, uh, the Mayan Empire blog on Black Educated and Broke. So if you want to catch up and see what's on the little baby's thoughts, go check out our website, okay? Um, but with that, I want to say this was a great show. A special thanks. Big, huge thanks to Damon Williams, the Chicago activist who was on our show. Um, he dropped a lot of knowledge. I think I can say that Q seemed to be very much impressed with the interview and what the guy had to say. And Damon, like, I love what you're doing, man. Like, you're making a positive difference, and I respect it. Um, for next show, you know, it's next show might be a little different. As we know, it's going to be our 4th of July weekend show. And, cool. you know, um, we're more so about June the 19th. <laughs> but for the July the 4th, that's Independence. But even more so, it's Independence Day. But there's another celebration on that day. Y'all know what the other celebration is. We blacking out. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's Ron's, Ron's birthday. birthday. Yeah. Hey! Excited, Ron. He is officially yes, a indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so you know, you know, what we gotta do, y'all. Excited for the AARP card to come in. That was. Yeah. Hey. Shout out, shout out to our Generation X hey, family. <laughs> he just called you old. Hey, whatever, whatever, whatever. No, listen. Just... 
this is what we gotta do, y'all. This is gonna be Ron's first birthday on the show. We gotta do a yeah, Ron-inspired yeah. show, like a Ron-themed oh, show. Uh, it's gotta be historical. So, so I got <laughs> one question. C- can can we bring, can the 10 spot, can Q's 10 spot come no. back just no. yes. I think we just need a, a top 10 Hell rundown. No. Of Ron's Twitter account, I yes. have requested it. No. I think we I need really it. Put some thought into that shit. <laughs> you, I, you got it, but put, just put the hoggy, huggy lowdown spirit on it. Just write honestly, it down. Honestly, honestly though, it. half of the stuff that Ron be going viral for is because of Q. Just give me that. Wow. Hey, I probably could go through and shit for some questionable things. I would love that. So you know that. Holly, yeah. y'all, and you know what he not, retweeted not at least like, like that, a day. but you know something to talk about. Okay. Yes. Retweet booted 10 times a day. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> art, baby. Okay, so clearly that's just, that's an idea what next show is going to be. It's going to be a little turned up. We may have a, a good time. So y'all don't want to miss it. So guys, we out. Remember, you can listen to all of our podcasts. Um, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Those are our major uh, platforms. And other than that, we out. It's been your girl, Randy O. Mike B. It's Maya. Your boy Ron, still sick of these Chad and Karens. <laughs> I'm just going to cue this takeover. <laughs> and we see y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hey, this is Damon Williams, and I just want to offer much love to all the people, particularly Black people in this world, particularly in this country here, United States of America. We are here. We're together. Our experiences is one. We are connected, and we're going to create a better world tomorrow. So just stay here. I love you. I love you like you and me. Much love. And the church said, amen. Amen. <laughs>